Hey, what is up? Welcome back to the Social Skills for Dummies podcast. Uh, it's still day one, but I just wanted to just, uh, drop in and give you a little golden nugget, you know, of how to, you know, really transition small talk to intellectual conversation. Um, and what spawned this podcast episode is that I was watching a video on Instagram. It was about the crocodile hunter, Steve Irwin. If you're too young to remember Steve Irwin, the crocodile hunter, you were young as hell. Um, I was a kid, but I still remember him. He died. Uh, I think a stingray pierced his heart or something like that. But crocodile hunter, essentially, he was a crocodile hunter. He was like uh, a man from somewhere overseas. I, I believe Australia. I don't really know. And he used to like, you know, jump on crocodiles and things like that. You know, and his, he said his mission was to protect nature. And I was watching this video of him on Instagram, and he was saying, um, like, his his mission is to, to, to protect and look out for wildlife, look out for the animals, because um, really no one in humanity is doing it. And the caption on the video is, you know, um, passion is so attractive, or passion is so sexy, or something like that. And so, that spawned, you know, uh, the concept behind this episode moving small talk to long uh, to intellectual conversation i'm burping and things like that because I'm, I'm finishing my breakfast i'm drinking like some tea and so you know i got a lot in my system my apologies but you know the basis of this episode is i just want to beg you to look at conversation look at the lens uh, examine the lens in which you view each conversation you know um a lot of us and i really discovered this in my own life a lot of us grew up like um it we grew up you know uh neglected essentially by our environment by our parents we didn't get a lot of shine we didn't get a lot of praise we didn't get a lot of validation and so we we try to overcompensate for that and be proud of ourselves and make up for the things that we feel like we lack through our language through our conversations through our habits and through our dialect um you know, I was a big and avid learner. I still have a thirst for knowledge, a thirst for learning, as you probably do if you listen to this podcast. Um, and that's one of the symptoms of what they call an avoidant attachment style man, uh, avoidant, avoidant style of attachment in men. Um, you'll be super independent and you'll be like a lifetime learner and you have big aspirations and things like that. And the reason is because, you know, you use it to justify the avoidance of love in the moment, saying that you'll get it in the future when you deserve it because you don't feel like you deserve it now. Um and so I remember, you know, growing up, like, a small talk to me wasn't even a top, like, it wasn't even a thing. Like, I would immediately jump feet first into, you know, the craziest conversations that I could possibly have with anybody, without, whether it be my girlfriend, whether it be my parents, whether it be strangers on the side of the street, like, I would jump feet first into the conversation. And funny enough, like, like, like a lot of these times, like, you know, I, I just felt like underneath the surface, I wanted to relate to the people. I wanted to conversate with the people. Like I wanted to, I wanted to, you know, um, ha talk about something real essentially. Um, but underneath the surface, you know, in hindsight, I kind of, kind of feel like I wanted people to be impressed by me. I wanted people to be proud of me. I wanted people to think, think something of me, you know, I think I was more than just the average, you know, knucklehead on the street that they didn't know or didn't care about that had nothing to contribute or nothing to say to the world. I wanted people to think I was unique and different in the way that I approached things. Um, funny enough, you know, uh, to make a long story short on that, most of the interactions I had, they went well, but I can kind of feel like as most people were walking away, like, 
you know, it kind of rubbed them the wrong way. It kind of like put a stain on them. And the people who were intimate or close enough to me to actually be honest with me, they would say like, like, be honest, like, I feel like you're an arrogant, like you're a narcissist, like you think you know it all. Like, you know, um, you, you're never chill, you're never relaxed. Like they would say all these different things to me. And growing up, like through my tens, teens and early 20s, like that's something that really hurt my feelings for whatever reason. Like, um, because all I wanted was people to, you know, respect and, and enjoy something more with me. Um, but I always felt like people were turned off by the conversations I was having, by the things that I was saying, my honesty, by my opinions and by things that are beyond the surface. Um, and for, for a long time, like, I searched for an answer. I wonder why. And many times I just own up to it. Like, okay, this is who I am. This is what I'm going to do. But when um, I had a situation like, you know, in the last year, uh, when I started employing the seven habits that I talk about in the day one, day two, day three, the 30-day challenge uh, that I'm going to undergo myself, um, one of the things that kind of came to the surface was that a lot of my life was was through the lens of avoidance. And so I never had pride. I never had validation. I never had, ju you know, you know, people praised me when I was growing up. I never had these things. And so I was outwardly, inwardly, and subconsciously going out to get it in conversation. Like I was going out to get it from people. Um, through, through, you know, I was getting validation for myself by boosting my brain for being a lifetime learner. I would feel a sense of superiority and, and feel knowledgeable from being a lifetime learner, from going out and learning things. Um, I would feel a sense of superiority and I would, I would be coming from a place of lack, trying to, trying to take something, trying to gain something through the conversations that I was having because of the lens in which I grew, because of this lens of avoidant, avoidance um, and because of how I grew up. You know, essentially there was this hole in me, a gaping hole where I didn't have any love, I didn't have any validation, I didn't have it, you know, any, any praise, I didn't have these things for myself. And so I was using people, like using conversation as a tool to kind of fill up this hole by intellectualism, by being, being knowledgeable, by seeming smart. So that people can appreciate me more. But if you look at it, like the idea is still the same. I was going and trying to get people to appreciate me manually because I didn't feel appreciation for myself because I never got it. And so most of the conversations I have now, one of the what is the general rule of thumb when having a conversation? What is the general premise behind all social skills? You have to move people from one state, a lower state, to a higher state. And the way to do that is to give them to be full of state and to give them state. Not to lack state, not to lack love, not to lack good emotions and try to take it. And so in through that endeavor of trying to take, I was turning most people off and having bad conversations. And I thought that generally people in the world just didn't appreciate intellectualism. They didn't appreciate abstract thought. They didn't appreciate the beauty in the world. But really, if you really examine what was happening underneath the surface, um, the truth of the matter is, you know, a lot of people I really believe just felt the fact that I was, you know, bleeding that I was wounded and I was trying to take things from the conversation um and so the reason I say passion the reason I, it goes forward because you know this one small transition kind of changes everything you have to go from a place of trying to come off as an intellectual trying to gather praise and appreciation uh trying to make people think what you think is cool and you have to come from a place of complete abundance you have to come from a place of wholeness and completeness you have to really sell yourself and really believe in your heart that what it is that you think, what it is you believe in is, is cool. Like passion itself is a higher state than most people ever attain. So you have to come from not the state of lack, but the state of appreciation, the state of passion, the state of high energy. 
Um, and you have to be excited because when you're excited, then people can be excited. They can feed off that excitement. And they, even if they don't understand, they can gain something just in purely in a purely emotional format. And so, you see, passion is attractive because passion is full and complete. Whereas the opposite of that is the lack in the incompleteness and the wanting for someone else to be passionate and appreciate you. So, what you want to do is stop coming from, you know, look at the, examine the lens in which you approach conversations. And if it's through the lens of avoidance, rather than through the lens of provisions, you have to change it to the lens of secure attachment and provisions. And you have to develop in yourself a true excitement and passion about what it is that you're talking about. You know, don't say things and look to people to see how they react. Say things and really envision it, really feel it in your heart and really think of what excites you about it and then exp explain it through the lens of that emotion. Okay. Another thing I want to say about the crocodile hunter is like, you know, he, he, everything that he talked about, people understood because he was a great speaker and he spoke very simply. They say the average president that gets elected, I think this was the quote, you know, gets, speaks on a sixth grade level. Okay. And so Russell Brunson and his business, uh, the guys that he was working business with, you know, um, one of the things that they ran into early on is that when he was trying to sell a software, he would get up on the stage and he would explain the software and no one would understand it. So no one would be excited about it, no matter how passionate he was. So what he started to do was to just get up on the stage and tell the story of the software. You know, he wouldn't really explain the technical deals. He would tell the story of the software and he would try to break it down in layman's terms. And whereas software wasn't well received and people didn't care about it before, it went from zero to a billion very quickly um, because he was able to break it down into a sixth grade level. Um, communication is about communicating. So you have to get excited. You have to push out the feeling. But secondarily, you have to explain that feeling in layman's terms in a way people can understand it. You know, explaining the technical side of something is called techno babble. And that's one of the biggest forbidden principles in marketing. You don't want to techno babble somebody deaf because then they don't understand what they're even getting themselves into. They can't buy, they can't participate in your movement, they can't love it because they don't understand it. Um, what you want to do instead is you want to um, break it down in a very, very simple terms. And so you want to tell the story of what it is that you're going to explain and how you came to discover it yourself and how you came to gather excitement for, you, for it yourself rather than explaining the thing itself. You can explain the thing after the story promotes the understanding of it, but you want to tell this very simple classic story of how you got there. Stories are what drives conversation. Stories are the bridge between small talk and intellectualism. Stories are the bridge between you know not understanding and understanding. And so when you tell this story, when you're excited about it, you want to use something called kind of like bridges. You want to explain it very simply, but when there's something that's technical in the story, you want to say, well, this thing is kind of like 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 uh you know a double leg takedown a blast double in wrestling it's kind of like when you're fighting with your sibling and you just go for their legs and pick them up you know you want to break things down and, and so the message and the communication is effective and it hits home so that's how you bridge small talk to intellectual ideas and conversation in a successful way that excites people um that's the nugget for the day i hope you enjoy peace out